Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the 43rd episode of Tales of Tamriel. I am Agelus, your two-handed greatsword-wielding Templar host, and with me this evening, the Argonian lover herself, she of the shimmering scales, Thais. How are you doing today? I'm, I'm good. It's a gorgeous day. I got to be outside for a bit because I wasn't freezing, so I'm good. Really? Yeah. That's nice. Okay, then. Awesome. Huh. You made me stop the fire because it's too hot in here now. Uh, well, aren't you dying of heat? I'm always dying of heat. Then but why are you complaining? I don't know. All right, then. I don't know. Okay. All right. Also joining us, the man who likes to strip naked and do the slash red guard dance on the top of bars, um, bar tables in Daggerfall City. That would be Delta of Delta's Gaming. How are you today, good sir? Teach me how to Dougie. What's up? It's good to be here. Let's do it. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> wow. You're just you're just introducing the entire like uh, our little fan base to your I guess thug way of life. Every new show, it's great. He is so not thug. <laughs> I think so she called you out. <laughs> she called you out. You're not representing enough. Dude, I'm so thug. Look at my tattoos everywhere. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, he does do slash red guard dance because we yeah, all know it's... he likes that. Mm-hmm. Is it the real girly one where they're going like this? Uh, it's really <laughs> creepy. Uh, the, the, let me put it this way: before they gave us the option to do the multiple dances with the slash dance one to whatever they are, whatever the commands are, I don't even know. Um. Each race had their own dance, as you know. My very first experience was somebody made the fattest Orc. red guard, oh. no, red guard that they could find, stripped them bare naked, and started dancing like right in the uh, first area you started, which was like in Bleak Rock or something, because uh, it was like Evan Hart Pack was the only thing you could do. This was very early beta, and you just saw this huge fat red guard dancing naked on a table as soon as you zoned into the zone. That's all I saw. And it was disturbing. Yeah. My first experience is a gigantic naked orc dancing on um, a fence in <laughs> the opening zone. That's, yep. Mm -hmm. All right. I'm chuckling at the chat room. They're having fun with the uh, thug comment at the moment. <laughs> He's so not even thug. Thug. He is like Dude, the uh, whitest white boy. Party pyro. In the dictionary, next to definition of thug is a picture of Deltia. That's with two G's. Oh, I'm gangster. <laughs> keeping, it, keeping it real for my homies on the street every day hustling. <laughs> but did you hear how he said that, though? He said, I'm gangster. <laughs> but, I, but I said every day. Er day. I didn't say every. I said every. All right. Well, we did have a fun show planned for everyone, but it seems to have degraded yet again. In the introduction, which seems to be what happens in every show at this point. But, uh, yeah, we got a lot of game news to go over this week, as well as a uh, dual discussion topic for this week. Should be a lot of fun. I like it. So settle in, grab a bottle of mead. I do recommend the uh, second era vintage. It's really good. And listen closely as we go into game news. But, Thais, why are you looking at me like that? Because anytime you throw something new in... Like any type of like new segue into nice little a, introduction. New, a new section, it's just it catches me off guard and it's awkward. It makes me feel funny. And You're weird. why we can't have nice things. 
I am why? Yeah, speaking of nice things, patch 1.5.4 dropped. Um, yeah, so that was a thing. And let's see here. Is 1.5.5 is an incremental patch that addresses some game crashes that occur in Cyrodiil. Hmm, some of them. Plus some adjustments to Craglorn. They have adjusted the amount of XP you will receive when you complete veteran rank content and fix your progress bar so it no longer appears as though you need 4 million experience to gain a veteran rank. So, I guess this dropped on Monday. Um, yeah, pretty cool stuff going on in here. Just a lot of bug fixes with uh, first crashes within Cyrodiil and uh, some updated for the Undaunted skill line tooltip um, information and a way to gain more reputation through Undaunted pledges that were bugged. Did you notice anything funky in 1.5, Deltia? 0.5? Just, just the same old bugs as usual. Group leader bug, uh, weapon swap bug. Um, you know, just the same old stuff. Nothing new, nothing new, exciting crashes all the time. You know, same stuff. <laughs> nice. Uh, one of the things they did, it says for Inner Fire, fixed an issue where the taunt immunity from this ability and its morphs was being applied after only two taunts. It now applies after three taunts within 10 seconds. Earlier on with 1.5 drop, there was a lot of issues with the taunting mechanics. Do you think this might have been part of the reason? Maybe they adjusted the numbers in the wrong way so that the taunt immunity was applying prematurely? Yeah, taunt was really buggy for a while and still is somewhat buggy. Um, I think they were people were trying to over taunt because it wasn't working properly, and then it just became immune and everyone died essentially. Um, so yeah, it still has some work to do, but it seems like it has been a little bit fixed. Now you just have to. I think taunt is a little bit different in this game. You actually have to use a lot of AOE to really get the boss's attention. Sure. Um, so that's really kind of what I'm looking. That's what I've noticed for it. And a lot of people as tanks use Razor Caltrops is a real good way to look at it. Okay. Random, not really random, but I saw a post on, I think it was the official forums, someone going, please, Zaz, give us AOE taunts. And pretty much no, every no, single person... No. You pretty much echoed exactly what every single person said. No. Not even developers, no. just everyone's like, no, get out of here. So. It's it's what makes this game so much fun to tank and so unique is that everyone has to deal with pressure. Uh, go go play World of Warcraft and watch one of their raids. Everyone stands around until some big red circle comes and they move and they stand around to hit their 10 keys. This, everyone has to deal with pressure and I love it. Please keep it the same way. Face, what do you think? I am keeping my mouth shut. That's not very good for a podcast. I mean, that is kind of like our whole medium is the spoken word is how we get opinions across. I love tanking in WoW. I will, I would never tank in an ESO. Never. I well, like yeah, when you click one button, it's easy. She likes swiping <laughs> and holding I 90 like things. I my, my swipe and, and holding everybody. Who said you could eat my walnuts? I'm eating your walnuts. Stop it. <sighs> eating during a podcast. That's terrible. I, I'm and my tummy hurts and I'm nauseous. Okay. And I have a headache. Wow. <laughs> wow. I'm tired. Okay. Okay. <sighs> Alright. Cool. Alright, well those are the official patch notes for 1.5.5. 5. 
if you are experiencing a little bug, we do encourage you to go out and read the patch notes to see if maybe what you've been experiencing has been resolved. There's a handful of, of bug fixes and stuff in there, but we tried to pull out the ones that were most, I guess, widely felt. But there are some other ones, and they're pretty good. Another thing that came out with 1.5.5 that also ties into the next little bit of news, the Dwemer Sphere six-month rewards came out on... What date did that actually come out on? The first wave went out on 11.17. So... There you go, guys. Delty, did you get your Dwemer Sphere? Yeah, I did. Oh, really? I didn't. I didn't get mine either. I actually put in really? a ticket. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why, but we're apparently in the second wave, is what they're saying. So we, we should go out in a couple days, is from what I'm hearing. But, I mean, you didn't have any issues, and we did a recurring subscription, except for mine. Mine failed on the recurring subscription, but I had it set back up manually within 30 minutes. So I don't know how that would have pushed us out. And we set up our subscription back in, you know, head start as early as it possibly could. Not really sure how we got into the second wave. But uh, yeah, I haven't got mine yet. Which is sad, because I want him. It's pretty cool. I like it. I think I may have it on this guy. Actually, yeah, I do. Let me get it out for everyone to see. Ooh. But yeah, I got the developer gear buff anyway, so I always get all the drops. I don't know how, but... Now, is the pet as big as your character? Like, hey, that's, that's a personal question. We're talking about size. That's personal, face. <laughs> the size Aww. matter. Oh, She must burn. not want to share. That's you can, this is a can... family show. Do not make me boost <laughs> oh, Rodon this entire thing. <laughs> It looks like a scaled-down version goes about to waist oh. height from what I've seen. Would that be correct, Deltia? Yeah, it's pretty big once it, like, gets out of its shell type thing and starts, you know, or starts interacting, then, yeah, it's pretty big. Okay. Okay. Nice. Um, well, hopefully we'll get ours soon. All right. There we go. All right, the next bit of news, which is something else that I kind of like, and I know, Delta, you and I were talking about this. But the physical swag, guess what, guys? There is a new, well, three new hoodies actually being released on the Bethesda store. They are still all for pre-sale. I'm going to actually post a link in the chat. There we go. Right now, they are currently $68, which is a little steep, I would say. That's a little pricey. A little pricey. A little pricey. <laughs> But it's kind of neat because they got a little modern theme to them, but they're they're uh, designed off of the cinematic trailers. Like you'll see little themes. There's one for the Altmer from the Dominion, so the the girl, little female elf from the Dominion. You have the one from the Breton, and you also have the Nord. And I would I would definitely need the Breton one. It's kind of neat because each one's a little different. Again, they're not really. They're like modern renditions, so they look kind of modern and stylish, which is neat. But they add the little flares. Like I know one is the the Altmer hood has a little point to it, like it comes down in a little bit of a, a triangular point in the front. And I know the the Breton one has a little face mask, <laughs> a face that mask can on disconnect. it. Mm -hmm. I don't know what the other one, uh, the Nord one has. I don't know if that one has anything special. Maybe it should come with an axe. Yeah, definitely. She's just come with a big axe. Uh, I like it. Because that's not dangerous at all. No, definitely. Oh, oh I see why. 
This one that is unique in the hood has like a fur-lined hood. Oh. The other ones don't, as from what I can tell from the pictures. Maybe if people in the chat room can tell me. And yeah, here we go. Perfect picture. Nope. Only that one has a fur-lined hood. So each one has something unique about it to make it look like what the people were wearing in the cinematic trailer. It's pretty neat. Delty, did you see any of these? See any of the cinem- the uh, hoodies? Yeah, the hoodies. Oh, yeah, I love them. Are you going to get one? I don't know. I've been buying quite a bit of the, the yeah, swag. Yeah, me too. I, say. Oh, I don't know. No. Oh. You, are, you just got a Dark Brotherhood hoodie. And it's amazing. I wear that hoodie all the time. Yeah. Um, maybe if it came with an in-game vanity pet, maybe I would then buy it. <laughs> yeah. Give me another dog or something. Oh, hell yeah, I'll buy it. Yeah. I love your physical swag, guys. I mean, I really do. Because this is something that I was explaining to Delty that I loved about it. Um, speaking of Warcraft, one of the things that I really liked about that game is they, they did a lot of marketing with other game companies like Jinx and stuff. To make hoodies and and like little badges that you could sew into your clothes, whatever. But it was kind of neat because then when you're walking around, people go, "Oh, you play X game as well. That's really cool." So I really like the physical swag. So while this game doesn't have like a lot of, it, or it doesn't actually have a cash shop at all, but what items you can buy with physical currency also come with a physical item so you get an in-game item plus you get a physical something to show off which i think is really neat it it's a little more than just throwing money and getting a pixelized goods now you get some sort of physical totem or whatever as well as well as an in-game good i I really like it so which i'll I'll go with Thais first what was your favorite hoodie the breton one the breton one yeah not like i'm not a big covenant fan but i do play a breton unfortunately unfortunately yes i wish i was an argonian they don't have an argonian hoodie and if they did i would wear it i see all right and delta which one was your favorite oh for the queen come on you really have to ask me that (sighs) you disappoint me you made me so happier early in the week which we'll talk about later but now you disappoint what did i do earlier your uh templar oh okay yeah which we'll talk about that in the community spotlight. I'll let you highlight it there. Um, obviously, I got to go with the Nord. Come on. Come on. Blood you, for the Pact. Blood for the Pact. And I love my Nords. And their Thoom voices. Yes, I know. You You were, You almost make me go deaf every Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> What's Deltia drinking is the current thing in the chat room right now. Dude. Probably. No, it's Rockstar, like the huge ones. Oh, I love Rockstar. Oh, I miss energy drinks. Oh, they're still good for you? <laughs> that, that is like double what I'm allowed to have for caffeine in a 24-hour period. I don't drink caffeine anymore at all. I haven't drank any since when? Like April? Yeah, that's... you're terrible. Okay. That's pretty awesome. I'm going to make you read this next part. Um, Our friend, Jessica, Jessica Folsom, she's great. I love her. She's great. Awesome. She wrote a post about game performance in Cyrodiil on November 21st. So actually, it was only two days ago. I'm going to let you read that entire thing. 
Oh, okay. All right. Game performance improvements are something we are constantly working on as a team, especially for Cyrodiil and other heavy load scenarios. It's an important ongoing effort for us, and it's one for which your feedback is critical. We've read your recent feedback about game performance in Cyrodiil and understand how frustrating it is to have your abilities or character become unresponsive in the midst of a huge, important battle. We want you to know we do read your feedback and we are dedicated to continuing our efforts to improve your overall experience. There are a few key things we need everyone to know. When a large number of players clumps together and spans PFX heavy abilities, it will cause slowdown. We've put in a number of fixes and tools to help reduce this, but the reality is there will always be some slowdown when this happens. We've been tracking crashes in Cyrodiil, and the number one client crash we see come through our crash reporting tool is one that occurs due to broken or out-of-date add-ons. If you are frequently crashing in Cyrodiil, we strongly urge you to try playing with and without your add-ons to see if you experience any noticeable difference in crash frequency and game performance. All that said, let's take a look at where we're at with efforts to improve game performance. What we've done so far, or what have we done so far? We fixed quite a few issues where effects were failing to clean up as they should. This has improved performance related to ability effects, but it is an ongoing effort. We put in a PFX slider to help with game performance in heavy combat situations, for there is a high amount of PFX simultaneously firing off. Dropping this down to the minimum setting can help with lag in crowded areas. Reducing graphics settings in general can provide better performance in Sierra Del 2. The removal of forward camps has cut down on some of the player character pileup, which has helped game performance in Cyrodiil. What more are we doing? Evaluating ability particle effects and fixing any issues we find with effects failing to clean up or being too taxing is an ongoing effort. We have to fix... We have a fix going in today, 1.5.5, that will fix a region crash issue in Cyrodiil, which was related to a scenario where someone could teleport to Way Shrines while still targeted for an attack. This could not be done on purpose. It just happens sometimes. We have a fix for the issue where the game client gradually slows down over time when weapons swapping. We're aiming to get this fix into the next incremental patch, 1.5.6. Our Q&A team hops onto the live service to observe, take metrics, and report back on anything unusual they see. If you are encountering severe lag, crashes, or unresponsive abilities in Cyrodiil, there are a few bits of info we'd like to get from you to help us further improve your experience. Do you have your PFX slider turned all the way down to minimize particle effects load? Do you have your graphics turned down? If so, what are they turned down to? Are you using any add-ons? If so, which ones? We are not trying to place blame on add-ons. Rather, knowing which ones people are using may help us pinpoint potential issues. We hope that helps explain our past, current, and future efforts to improve game performance, particularly in Cyrodiil. Thanks again for your ongoing feedback and support. <coughs> Excuse me. Oh my. Um... Yeah, I wanted to highlight this because I really didn't think a lot of people probably even noticed that this was in here. Um, Deltia, do you, well, when you did play Cyrodiil, <laughs> did you uh, use the PFX slider at all? Never used it once. 
Really? Did you notice a lot of game crashes or whatnot? Yeah, I don't even know where the PFX slider is. Really? Yeah. Interesting. No idea. All right. Um, let's see here. Um, you okay there, Faze? Um, what, yeah. what are you drinking? Iced tea. Yuck. That's gross. It hurts right here. Ah. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I did want to highlight this because I thought it was kind of neat that they took the time to come out and, you know, like, let us know this a fairly big post about what they're doing with Cyrodiil, try to fix some different stuff in there. Um, so, yeah, did you hear anything of interest, Thaise? Anything that you thought was particularly interesting? I don't really go into Cyrodiil, and the few times I have, I crashed once or twice, but that was it. I, I didn't really experience lag or anything of that nature. Okay. Uh, Delta, did you hear anything from, you know, what they're doing or what they've done so far that stood out to you? I have not heard anything that people are having better results or whatever. I think the forward camp change has given them better results because there's less people around. And there's, I mean, when I say that, I mean, there's less people in the groups and stuff getting clumped up. Sure. So, yeah, but I, I don't BVP anymore, so. <laughs> All right, so that's that's kind of neither here nor there. All right. Well, I do like the PFX slider, and I, I do like the fact that they mentioned one of their biggest um, biggest crash reports, the ones that are most frequent, are often caused by API errors in add-ons. And I will say, like, I, for, I myself... I use certain add-ons that are like that load out of date add-ons button is always on for me because there's certain add-ons that just aren't being up, you know, kept up any longer, uh, which is a shame. Um, yet they still work at least to some extent. So I do use that a lot. So I was kind of, you know, it's fascinating to find out that that is causing issues. So perhaps turn off your add-ons that are out of date when you go into Cyrodiil next time. Or only use your most important ones, see how your performance is. I don't know which add-ons are really important to you. For me, it would always be FTC, but that's always kept up to date. Or or you could play like me and not use any add-ons. I am going to load like 9,000 <laughs> add-ons onto your computer. And I'm going to hide them all. They'll all be on, but you won't really notice they're there. It's going to be great. All right. Let's go ahead and we'll move on to the next little bit of news, which is ESO Live. That would be, I guess, episode five, which is pretty cool. Um, I know Deltia was there. Um, what did you what What did you think of episode five without giving any spoilers about what they talked about? What did, What did I think about it? Yeah, like how did it compare to previous ones? I mean, they can't give away nuggets every single time. So it wasn't that impressive in that regard, but I still like what they're doing. That's being open and honest with us where Absolutely. other companies wouldn't have any remote reason to do something like this. So was it the best one? Probably not. Um, I like, you know, when they obviously tell us what's coming in update six, but they did give us some nuggets and, and that sort of thing. Hi uh, you know, highlighted a couple of cool people in the community. So I like them, you know, just keep mm -hmm. doing them. I love them. It's just, yeah, they're not going to be, Rockstar, you know, console release stuff every time. I don't know about you, but I told you pretty much immediately after the show. I think I like texted you right afterwards, going, 
I got a little tidbit of information, which was housing. Which yeah, I they, didn't hear that. It was in the chat room. She was talking about it, but they did, I guess, quote unquote, confirm that it is something that they are working on. But it's at no point ready, or they have to figure out best way to do it. But it is on their work list of things to do. So it's not, well, you know. It's not something we're hoping for, and they don't even have plans for it. They have plans. It's just they got to figure out the best way to do it, which was exciting for me because that's something I desperately want. I loved buying the houses in Skyrim and messing with it. Um, My favorite housing system was definitely Wildstar. There, there's mm-hmm. left a lot of room to do anything you wanted in their their housing system so I and and housing is one of my favorite things so when they do come out with it I'm I know I'm gonna be begging Ag for all of his money oh no no no. you better keep uh keep making all that money I actually liked see the thing that I didn't like Wildstar was pretty cool with what you could do but I don't want to see weird houses I would rather them allow you to get a type of house that you like you pick a model you want but i like final fantasies that you can move anything in inside like you can move the furniture around so maybe build houses like they did with hearthfire where you buy a house and then you can put add different wings to it depending on what you want to make your house look different but i'm still a lore nut i don't want to see weird looking houses in the argonian towns i want them to look like argonian houses or nordic houses in nordic towns things like that that are culturally relevant to the area in which they're at is what i want to see and unfortunately Wildstar's house building was a little too freeform where you could pretty much make anything with very few restrictions i like being presented with a template to keep in with lore but then allow you to change everything on the inside maybe add additions that are unique to make your house feel unique while still fitting into the lore of the zone well wildstar's housing did fit into that lore that lore in particular but i don't think that same type of like resizing everything from like the house walls to make them weird shapes No, definitely not it wouldn't fit into this type of play style like i in my house i built an entire upstairs Mm-hmm. Using only the materials that the game gave you. And in in ESO, there's no way that would make sense to yeah. be available. Sure. But anyway, I kinda hope that's what it is. But anyway, that was one of the things that I saw as like a little tidbit of like a little breadcrumb for me that made me super excited. And that was just in the chat. So always keep keep your eyes on chat because they do like to drop little stuff in there. Um Pretty much what I noticed from ESO Live is they did talk about a few things which were coming up very shortly, specifically about Update 6. Now, first off, I will say full Update 6 news is coming in their next road ahead is what they're saying, but that's not due until after Thanksgiving. For those of you not in the United States and don't know when Thanksgiving is, that is this week. I think Thanksgiving is Thursday, right? Am I correct on that? I think so. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So Thanksgiving is this week. So expect to see a road ahead probably the 1st of December or somewhere in that week. So next week you should see something. Because I noticed a few people in chat were asking, so when's Thanksgiving? Because, you know, we're an international community. And I know Canada's Thanksgiving is technically like a month ago. I don't know. 
it's kind of weird. And I think a lot of other countries don't really celebrate Thanksgiving. It's, it's kind of only an American Canada thing, I believe. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah. So, all right. First off, some of the things they kind of teased us is one of the things coming in update six is the provisioning overhaul. I said update on here, but it really is an overhaul. Um, they do, they're doing some changes to how you find items, which is what I'm really excited about. Um, and adding more use for all the items. So there's none of those toss away materials, but they are adding new items such as apples. So when you see those baskets of apples, you don't open it up and see, you know, like beef, you actually would get apples out of it. Um, wheat, you'd see bushels of wheat. All I could think of was like beef flavored apples or apple flavored beef. And it was like really an awkward thought. I'm sorry. Continue. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. That's awesome. All right. <laughs> um, but yeah, adding new items like corn, apples. Oh, and another nice thing that they're kind of adding in here is fish from fishing will actually be usable for something. So really? Geez, what do you think about that? Oh, I'm, I'm so excited for that. Really? Yes. Because I have stacks upon stacks of fishing mats but right now it's just there's no real reason for me to fish i've tried i've done it for maybe like 30 minutes here or there but while i'm like watching bones because that's really the only way i can stand there and fish yep okay um delty what what did you think about that provisioning update um it's good i just Alchemy is so much more powerful than provisioning at the moment. If they make it so that you can take a drink and a food, maybe that's going to change things. But right now, I like the changes, but I don't really see the point in, point in it right now. It's not that good for your character. I mean, everyone makes the blue food, most of the PvEers do, and that's kind of the meta. And I make you can purple get, food. Yep, but you're, why wouldn't you use blue? Eh, I don't know, just because I make purple because okay. why I can. Wouldn't purple be better than blue? It is, but... No, it's not. Only minor. It does all three stats. It does all three stats, but if you're a true mid-maxer, you're <laughs> going to use the two the two stat, blue food. Anyways. That, that was a jab at me, wasn't it? No, that was a jab at Ag. I said true <laughs> mid-maxer. I know no. you're not a dang mid-maxer. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. I, I but got anyways, you. yeah, I like provision. I just love alchemy. I think they just hit a home run with alchemy. I mean, I, it's my favorite. I love doing the crafting writs. The reason why I think alchemy works versus provisioning is because anywhere throughout the leveling experience, you can get mats that suit that help you at end game. Mm -hmm. So it's like I'll be a level two, and if I see a bug boss, a bug boss is still good at level two versus level whatever. It's still valuable. So it makes like getting this stuff really good. Okay. Um, I know they also talked about actually they're playing around the idea of reducing the number of materials and items in game like right now there's three versions of the purple food there's also three i'm sure there's multiple versions of blue food as well that do the exact same thing this is not confirmed but they are playing with the idea of um, removing multiples and maybe adding a little bit of variety in that so it's kind of exciting <laughs> all right um next up crafting writs 
All right, Thaise, what was that face for? Talk uh, to that, me. That, that face was just me going, uh, I, I haven't done any. I, I thought about it and then, and then decided not to. No. I do them every chance I get, actually, because they've upped the gold reward on them to the max gold reward you can get, which is, I think, for the high level is 600 and some gold or something like that. Um, 604 gold, I think it is, is the max gold reward you can get from a quest. Oh my gosh, that might actually make it worthwhile. For, well, considering you vendor full stacks of things for 400. I do. But now you're actually making, like, it might take you a full stack to finish a craft, and I doubt it, but you'll get close to it. But then you'd have enough to technically buy some, plus you have the chance of getting the crafting surveys and some of the other cool stuff. Um... The repair kits you get are really nice. You get repair kits from finishing the high level to f repair your gear with. Yeah, but I never really break my gear while I'm playing, because usually after a dungeon, we go to a merchant, and then I just repair my gear mm -hmm. there. So. I don't know about you, but uh, several of those spindle clutch runs, we've had to repair our gear midway. <laughs> the hardest fight in the game, like the second boss now. <laughs> It's also really hard when our healer doesn't look where she's going. <laughs> Anyone who happened to watch the stream, what was it, yesterday? Mm -hmm. Well, we'll definitely see what happens when there's spiders. Yep. She literally heals with not looking at it. She just, like, closes her eyes and cries. Well, because the first ten seconds of the fight are nothing but, like, 50 spiders. And but we, we died over like and over spiders. and over again. But they still have the legs and the, and the faces and the, the, the shooting the stuff at... No. <laughs> uh, yeah that's great anyway they are thinking of some things to try to make it a little bit more rewarding such as they're thinking of adding tannins etc tempering alloys the, the not just those but it, there's a chance that when you open those crates like right now they're not in the loot table but they're thinking of possibly adding these as a chance to get when you open it. So, I mean, hey, opening one, getting a tempering alloy or a, a, from, a from drew wax. From where? From the crafting reward when you get the chest. Oh, that would be a cool, that would be a really cool incentive. Yeah, yeah just a small chance that when you open up, go, oh, I got a honing stone or, oh, I got a dwarven oil or, oh, my goodness, look at that, a grain solvent, you know. It's just a chance of adding, because right now the only thing you really can get, as far as I've seen, is a random piece of gear which may or may not be useful if you're not leveling most of the time it's useless because the two types i've seen have either been int uh integrate or um what are the the ones you can sell the ornate you get one of those two i haven't seen anything else um a little bit of gold sometimes depending on what it is like if it's enchanting a soul gem or if it's any of the others you get like a crafting or a repair kit Every once in a while you get a crafting survey, which are awesome. But they're thinking about adding more incentive to do it. And they're also thinking of moving some of the high resource areas to make them easier to get to. Because apparently some people are complaining that, oh, I go to get my high resource area and it's surrounded by mobs. I can't get to it. Well, if you're going to freaking, you know, Craglorn to get good materials, why should it be easy for you to get? I'm kind of upset with this one. That I'll agree with. If it's a special thing that you're getting for doing this quest, it, it 
probably shouldn't be easy yeah, as pie. But they don't disappear. It's just sometimes it's if you're going there with a level 40 character with maxed out crafting. Yeah, Craglorn is going to be hard because it's surrounded by VR 12 monsters. Bring, Bring a friend. friend. <laughs> it's people are completely like, oh, I do my crafting survey and I I get the survey report, but it's surrounded by VR 12 mobs and I'm on my like 40 crafting mm -hmm. alt. Well, level up your crafting alt then. Make a max level, put some random crap gear on him so he can survive and go out there and you'll be fine. You know, there's... I don't see a reason why you should, you know, be handheld to get stuff like this. Yeah, Delta, but it's, I, mean, I mean, I see their point. The Because, like, I have alts, you know, and I want to play on my lobby one. And I, I want to get the top tier rewards, but I don't want to level that guy or gal or whatever character it is. So I can understand the uh, the opposite side of this point. Yeah, but it's one of those things. It's like, I don't know, go grab a friend then. I mean, why should they have to move it so it's easy to get to? I mean, it's it's supposed to be a survey. Oh, hey, I can go out here and find this thing of, you know, all this void steel. I don't know. It's one of those things. I think you should level the characters or at least get a friend to help you go out and get it. You know? Yeah, but some people like playing solo. Not everyone has like super awesome beefy friends. <laughs> like like me. Like you. Yeah, not everyone has I, a Deltia. I think Deltia just uh, volunteered for anyone in the Alamari Dominion to message him anytime they need help getting to their crafting Oh, no. I'm, I'm one of those guys that like I get help, but when it comes to giving it, oh, <laughs> definitely. I, I just want to see you get whispered. <laughs> Hey, can you come help me? <laughs> he's off, he's going to have to permanently stand in Craglorn. <laughs> Just stay there. No, um, I... But yeah, that's something they're thinking about. I don't know. I, I I guess it's not really that big of a deal one way or the other. It just seems kind of... We're getting reports about the stream, Deltia? Okay, what's Is the it... reports? Uh, apparently it's stuck on the Rift loading screen. Really? Okay, I can fix it after this, but it's gonna. I'm fighting the boss in Crypto Hearts, so give me okay. a minute. Okay. Not a problem. Ha! Huh. Damn it. Are they? Act, what is causing that? Oh, if you start the stream in like full screen or something with Twitch, and then go to like windowed blah 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 and come back, it doesn't recognize it through the game. Essentially, it's it's kind of complex, but I got gotcha. you. Crash the client and start back up. I got gotcha. you. Not a problem. All right. Well, then we'll we'll move on. Um, so something else I was really excited about, and Delty, I know you saw it as well. They showed off a screenshot of the collections UI, what Ooh. it looks like. Uh huh. Um, and it looks pretty awesome, actually. It, it really does. It actually, as much as I hate to say it. You know, not to draw any comparisons, but it's one thing they did right. It kind of looks like the collections UI from Warcraft, with you have all the books and everything like that. But there's actually, I shouldn't say it, it looks more like Guild Wars Two Collection One, um, because when you open it, uh, when you open it up, it has little squares with their little items. Because of course, there's not not 900 pets in this game yet, and not that many mounts. But one of the things they did talk about, and I thought it was kind of neat, you'll be able to call your items from this UI. Now this is aimed for update six. Now you can do this with costumes, uh, mini pets and mounts from what I've seen. My question is, and something I mentioned to Deltia earlier, do you think 
they are going to let you call your horses from there as well without having to go back to a stable. They used to no. Wait, what was the question? Okay, Delty, what do you think? Well, the collection UI is awesome. What I want to know is, uh, to answer your question, no. You're going to have to go to the stable, I think. Because I like the idea of, you know, you actually have to go and physically go to the stable. Mm-hmm. Is it more is it more convenient to click two buttons and get on your horse? Yeah, it is. But then again, the immersion goes away every time you make something really instance-based, in my opinion. And this game hasn't sacrificed immersion for utility that much. So I think they'll stick to that that idea, that concept. However, the UI interface, I think they really need to have a pets account wide. Um, I want to use my dog on not just my Dragonite. You know, I want to have it on all my characters. And right now I can put it in the bank and have to swap and that sort of thing. But it's just not not as fun. Yeah. And not only that, I think I spoke, uh, I was actually speaking to Arkanir today. And he's like, oh my goodness, I can't find my High Rothgar pet. I think I deleted it or lost it. And he uh, asked me, like, did you see any reports of it disappearing? And I'm like, I'm not, you know, I'm on Reddit and the Elder Scrolls forums, like, all day at work because I don't do work. Um, and I haven't seen any reports of it. And here, later on, he said, oh, I found it. It was just on an alt. He forgot he put it on an alt. Oh, That's yeah. Point. I don't know where mine is. I'm going to have to search for that. Yeah. Well... Hopefully you didn't delete it or anything, because from what I understand is the... I don't know. These guys are pretty awesome, but I think they put their stance on where they're not restoring pets from people who deleted them. I I know that I didn't delete it. Uh, And back to your question, the only reason I think you should have to go to the stable is for horses. Okay. For other pets, I don't see a problem, because other other mounts would just be for show. I don't think other mounts... Of course, speculating. I don't think other mounts would be able to increase your your carry capacity or your speed or things like that. Sure. So horses, I think, should be special. You should have to go to the stable for your horse. Okay. I'm just kind of curious. Like, I myself am thinking along the lines of... There used to be old school tropes and stuff like that before in other games like you had to go to stables to get your mounts you had to go do that and eventually they just removed it for a quicker utility interface kind of like how they did with archer or hunter pets and well yeah before you had to go to a a specific um, npc to pull your different pets out like you can only have one active at a time then they changed it where it's like no you just have all of them now active and you can just flip back and forth whenever you would like now, that's something I'm kind of curious. Like, do you think they went with this route? Uh, the utility over um, immersion? Or do you think they kept with the immersion? Because we don't really know for sure. I'm just, I want to hear your guys' thoughts on this. With the stable, I, I, I'm pretty sure that they would go with immersion rather than utility. Because I think that's what the people want more. Is they want their ESO game to be more lore friendly because this isn't it's not wow thankfully it's not final fantasy it's not any of those other games this is a game all on its own and i think that it will want to go with lore is our stream still up too no it's it's not working um it's i'm gonna have to mess with it later it won't capture the game footage and it's something's wrong with it okay Um, so i don't think it's going to be able to work this at this time okay is our audio still working 
Yep, I turn it on so they're just going to see my creepy image with me being a weirdo, and um, that's pretty much it. So okay, that's hope that's fine. no one no one will enjoy that, but that's <laughs> that's for any random person that enjoys looking at my bald head in my fancy chair. Hi. Hi. All right, not a problem. I just want to make sure they can hear us before we continue going. All right, um, so UI interface looks awesome. I'm glad they're doing it, and. I believe it's going to be account-wide. So, yay there. Again, speculation, but from what they led us to believe, the collection's UI would be account-wide. So, that'd be kind of neat. I don't have any alts, so... Yeah, you do. You just don't play them, because... Well, they're, they're only storage alts. No, we have our four that are together that we level, one for each Oh, well, well yeah, class. but... We just haven't played them very often lately. Because we're still trying to get the VR14 on our mains. Um, I know we, we we played our Dragon Knight and Templar characters to like level 8 or something like that when the uh, veteran experience was broken. So, Alright, moving on to the next bit. Confirmed. Forward camps coming back, but with more Whoa. restrictions. No ETA. They didn't really tell us much about this other than the fact that they are planning on take bringing them back into the game at some point in the future, but they will have more restrictions. They're trying to work on it to make them, I guess, better than what they were. So for those of you in Cyrodiil, have no fear. Forward camps will be coming back in the future, just maybe not to the same extent they were before. All right. Um, as of right now, 1.56 is planned for Monday, which is kind of cool. They are working on responsiveness between the client server for fixing uh, freezing with weapon swap and stuff like that, and slightly decreasing the power of monsters at scale to VR1 and higher. So that would be dungeon monsters, I guess. All right. Anyone have anything to say about anything we talked about in game news before we move on? Well, it's kind of slow. Uh, they're working on 1.6 and one thing of note is they did say that 1.6 is like double the normal size of a patch they did say that um which is kind of funny because like i said what i highlighted today are the only known things we know about update 6 what else are they going to bring us with update 6 these are these things i would say are quality of life kind of things but nothing that i would say is very large yeah, well, that's what they haven't told us. I mean, there's it has to be Imperial City, something massive coming down the change. Sweet. All right. Thais, anything before we move on to the next section? I'm excited for the provisioning update. Okay. I, I really am. Nice. I want some apple-flavored beef. Apple or some flavored. beef-flavored apples. Apple, apple-smoked bacon, there you go. Moving on to the Elder Scrolls discussion topics. We kind of had two today. And Deltia, do you want to go over the gear, the gear, gear, the gear scaling and drops based on level first? No, not first. Okay. Because I want to go over the argument after this because mine's going to counter yours. Gotcha. State of Dungeon Finder. If you guys haven't noticed lately, I'm going to be blunt about it, and I'm sure they're aware of it. Dungeon Finder seems to be broken. Delty, have you tried to use the Dungeon Finder at all? I know you have a big guild, so probably not. Um, no, I mean, it's never worked in the past, and when it had, it was a terrible experience, so I stopped. 
Now, I will say this. The Dungeon Finder, when we used it, I think we used it, I've used it to test it recently, but the first time we used it was for Fungal Grotto. It actually worked fairly well. But again, this was before Dungeon Scaling came into it, and there was a strict level group. We found a group fairly fast. Now, we left that group because they wouldn't let us, you know, do our cutscenes. Um, but, you know, it's just something that we, we left. A lot of people are trying to figure out what's going on with the Dungeon Finder now because it seems like the Dungeon fi Finder leaves you in a state of, like, under investigation or trying to find players for extended periods of time. Like, you'll be in there for hours. Now, one of the things that I really want to talk about, like, have you... You've only ever done it with me. What do you think? Oh, I don't even remember using it. Okay. Because you've always controlled who who we're going into a dungeon with. You ask me, do you want to run a dungeon? I say yes, and then you find the people. Okay. So I'm the organizer and all this. You're just there for the ride. Yep. All right. I'm the pretty face. Really? <laughs> Silence. <laughs> all right. I'll remember that. I love you. Uh-uh. I love uh, you. Uh-uh. Okay. All right, well, as of right now, with the changes to group scaling and stuff of that nature, it really does seem like the looking for group tool seems to be busted. How do you think they could improve the dungeon tool right now? I have a few ideas. You're asking me or Deltia? I'm asking you. Make it work? That, that would be one surefire way to make it better. I'm kind of looking for, like, the Dungeon Finder as it is now is almost like other games' Dungeon Finders, which it auto-fills. I would actually like to see a Dungeon Finder almost like a, uh, uh, the Party Finder in Final Fantasy. No, why no, why I not? completely disagree. I think that they need to make, remove the entire faction based. Remove that. Let it be anybody in any faction. Just don't let it register what faction they're in. Um, don't make it like Party Finder in Final Fantasy. Why, why, why do you say that? Because I just, in this type of game, I What's, don't see it. I don't know. I, I mean, you have a party where you're saying looking for X people for this dungeon. We're scaling it to X. You know, you could get pretty close. And when you look at it, you can see the groups, what they need. I don't see how the, the poster board style of Dungeon Finder wouldn't work. Yes, it's more active. Right, but then let me say, I don't want that. I, me personally, I just, I don't want that. I enjoy that in Final Fantasy. But what makes you enjoy it in that game versus this one? I, you know what? I don't know. I cannot even tell you. I don't know. I okay. just think a, a Dungeon Finder where they just randomly pick people for you I, I figured out why. The the Party Finder in Final Fantasy like seriously promotes elitism, and that's one thing mm -hmm. I don't like. Okay. And I think that with the community that we have here, opening up that entire realm of crappiness would just be a bad idea for the game. So then why do you enjoy it in Final Fantasy? Because the community there is not as nice as it is here. Okay. So you're more worried on a community side than on a gameplay side. Yes. Okay. Makes sense now. Delty, what about you? What do you, what do you think about Dungeon Finder in its current state, and how would you improve it? Well, there is no Dungeon Finder in its current state. It's not working, right? I mean, no one finds groups. It's, it's terrible. 
um, yeah, I mean, there has to be some, every other great, I love this game. You guys know that. Mm-hmm. This is by far the worst grouping system I've ever seen. Right? I mean, it's terrible. No one uses it. You sit there for hours. I don't think it's because of a lack of player base. I just think mechanically something's flawed with it. I don't know what it is. I don't know the math behind it, et cetera, et cetera. But you got to make it work. <laughs> I mean, at least have something that works. There's no possibility of getting a group at a decent time. I mean, I don't know why. Make it work. There has to be incentives. I like the gear um, check stuff mm-hmm. because there's nothing worse than getting into a group where you just get nuked in three seconds and because someone's never done it before and doesn't have any gear and there's no possibility of getting it done. Yes, does that promote elitism? I don't know, maybe, but it's better than just dying over and over and having no chance and wasting an hour getting nothing done. So I think they need to have some gear check or something where, and again, it leads me into my point. I don't want to play in a group with a VR1 when I'm a VR14. Why? I don't want the drops to be either VR1 if he's leading or he or she, or be so underpowered and underwhelming that it's impossible to do it. They should have options then in the Party Finder menu. Like where you can check a box, dungeon scaled or dungeon not scaled. And that would put you with people your level or people under your level. You were reading my mind. I was actually going to say, because everything dungeon scales now anyway, but I don't know if they'll turn it on or off. But they should let you have a slider or a level range box, like when you search in the thing going, okay, when you go into a dungeon, what group should I find? And you can put a level range of, okay, I don't mind dungeon scaling all the way from VR1 to VR14. I don't care. Or, in your case, you could just put 14 to 14 and be done with it. You know what I mean? Then it would only auto-find you with other groups that are 14 to 14 or whatever. And it would allow for a little bit more of the auto-matchmaking. And it would help with the dungeon scaling. That way, if you have a guy going, I just want to get it done, I will take any player that's anywhere between VR1 and VR14. So that way it opens up the player base for him going, okay, anyone who's also looking for this dungeon that's VR1 or above can can come with. Another thing that I would like to happen with with the, the, the party finder tool is that as soon as it finds your group, it teleports you right to the dungeon. Okay. Well, see, I don't know. Like, you can just click to the dungeon. I don't... I don't like the things where you click a queue like Warcraft's one where no one even knew where the dungeon entrance was. I hated that. But I remember a time when it didn't do that. Um, that would have been when it first came out. You still had to go to the stones. Like, yeah. why even have the stones there anymore? Because no one uses them because no one even knows where the entrance... There's still dungeons in Warcraft. I don't even know where the entrances are because I just, oh, okay, I can go into a new dungeon. Click it and go. I still don't know where the entrances are. See, that's funny, because I know where all the entrances are in WoW, but I have no idea where any of the dungeons are, even but, th- where they're even located in but, ESL. But they show you on the map. There's, yeah. like, a big icon on your map. Yeah, but I, I don't even know where they are. Yeah. I, I teleport, I look in my party menu and see who's standing in the dungeon. It's usually <laughs> Kipster. <laughs> and then I just teleport right to Kipster. Okay, well, here's the mentality that was a little different. When you were playing Warcraft, you took a little bit more initiative on yourself to go look around. You would play when I was... You kind of just follow me around in this game. Yeah, that I do. So you don't really look... You're just like, I don't know, wherever Ag goes, I'll just follow. Um, I think that's a little... If you were forced to go by yourself, 
I think you'd probably know a little bit more than what you do now, just personally speaking. Anyway, um, so that that's kind of what I want to talk about because it is kind of a little bit of a hot button issue. Like, uh, Winone Stealth in chat, he said a little earlier, he's pretty much not played the game since 1.5 came out because the Dungeon Finder is still broken. And he has no um, will to play it, if you will, in the game while it's broken. I mean, how important is a Dungeon Finder like this in a game? Do you find it important? Like, Thace, what is it important to have one of these? I honestly feel that in any MMO, a randomized Dungeon Finder tool is a necessity. Yep. Completely I, agree. I don't. I don't think really? it's a necessity at all. I actually think Dungeon Finders are the bane of existence in MMOs. I, I have, I actually have a, um, a, a, a thing for that. Okay. Um, okay, do you remember when we were playing Guild Wars 2? Mm-hmm. How impossible it was for us to do those dungeons? Because we could never find anybody. It would take us such a long time to find people to run dungeons with because there was no tool. Yeah, and I was fine with that because we eventually, you know what we did? We found a guild that had people and we ran with people. It brought the social back into games. That's what I, I, Dungeon Finders bring out the worst in players where it's essentially that Warcraft mentality of let's run this dungeon 30 minutes or less are you, you know, GTFO, you suck. That kind of people jump into a dungeon they never talk they just go that happened even in guild wars 2 with speed runs hmm. yeah but you still the thing is you had to interact with the person first and they'd be like i'm speed running this and you'd be like yeah no then i'm out there had to be a communication in other games that have this uh rift warcraft final fantasy people don't say anything to each other they hop in and they just go because they know what the the best route is and if you're not following it you're a bad player that's not it's not completely true it's i always say it's, hi no and people no say hi it is a hundred percent true i at least always say hi to the random people in my dungeon okay how many other words are exchanged it depends on if they're good players or not okay <laughs> and then if they're bad players what do you do you're like you saw gtfo if they're really really good Usually people will talk to each other because they're complimenting each other. If they're really, really bad, usually you're screaming at you're each other. You're cursing it. But if they're in the middle, no one says anything to anybody. If it's a decent group, you're just like, hey, look, I finished. <laughs> dungeon finders were the worst thing ever. I really feel that dungeon finders are terrible. It brings game. all the shy, lonely, friendless people together. It allows them to play the content that they and, wouldn't otherwise be able to play. And then they run into people who are the elitists when they're the shy, friendly people that, oh, I go into a dungeon, they do it wrong, and then they get cursed out by somebody who was looking for a speed run of it, and then they leave. Well, too bad for that elitist person. No, 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 it's not the elitist person. The elitist person, you can curse at me all day long. I'm not gonna quit the game. I'm an elitist jerk off. It's the, it's the shy, friendly person who gets the bad taste in their mouth who then quits the game. Which is why I think in this community, it wouldn't be like that. Because I haven't ran into anybody who was a horrible person. In this community, it's it's different. Yeah, Yeah, except for Delta. Um, In this community, the community itself is great, but the dungeon finder itself 
brings that type of community that elitist um you know let's just get this done kind of thing and you lose that social aspect i mean you lose all that you know if delta wants to run through city of ash or whatever or, or crypt of hearts and he takes you or me for veteran he knows off the bat that hey we haven't done it yet this is not going to be as fast as normal or he could just choose not to group with us at all because he doesn't. He knows he can't handle that. He's like, I don't want to teach people. I, I just want to run it. So he saves himself the stress, and he saves us the the anger of having to run with him by t- just talking to us and try to get the group together. I actually like the way, because it's broken now, pe- what happens with pledges? Delta, you know what happens with pledges right now. What do people do? They go to their main city, Mornhold, Elden, whatever the case may be, looking for one DPS, I'm VR1, let's do this. And you get that social community back. But no one groups up with the VR1. Thank you. All right, no one groups up. See, that's just, you wouldn't group up. I would. Why? Because I'm not after anything specifically in there at that point in time, and I'm not VR1 yet. What do, you, what do you mean? You are over VR1. I, I am over... I mean, VR14, I mean. I'm not going after that max level stuff yet. I'm just after to get the pledge done. If I'm just after to get the pledge done, and I'm not willing to wait to find people of my own level, I only got a couple minutes, I'll go with them. Or, you know, a certain period of time if I'm not willing to wait. Uh, okay, but that, but that has nothing to do with what I'm talking about. Why would I... Why would I go into a dungeon with the VR1? That's not my friend. What's the incentive? They're going to do zero damage. They're going to do less healing. They're going to do less DPS. And the loots are going to be a lot less if uh, that's scale on their level. There's no incentive. He just hurt my heart. Well, that being said, though, Deltia, being manually able to group that way, you don't have to... Yeah, but try try doing Crypt of Hearts via Group Finder with a VR1 and it scales VR12. Good well, luck. Is naturally you wouldn't bring someone if you were the group leader. Like I wouldn't do that. Just well, right off. No, the bat. but that. But I'm just telling you what you just exactly said. If it's a group finder, there is no. There's no way to say you have to be VR12 at the current state. So oh, at the current well, state. Well, that's yeah. why we're we're talking about the future of it, not now. You, oh, you yeah. have to get the exact same VR scale or get rid of the stupid VR stuff because at, at the current state right now. You're just so much underpowered, even two VR levels below what everyone else is. It's just monumentally underpowered. See, here's one of the things that I, I you know, that we haven't really discussed yet with the scaling and everything. VR ranks aren't staying around. They're going to be taken away eventually. So I'm kind of curious, like, even with the Dungeon Finder as it is currently... Are they just kind of waiting it out because they're going to be removing VR ranks eventually anyway? With the champion system, they're all going away. We'll just be 50 with a certain champion level. Which sounds exactly like it would be uh, the VR. No, anyway. it's it's closer to the alternate advancement. or the, um, You know Rift system where mm-hmm. after you were a certain level, you could then put points. That didn't really affect you much. It's just... Oh, I got an extra 1% fire resistance. Oh, I got an extra 2 crit. You know, things that let you keep advancing your character but not be overly strong from it. That's what it's going to be like. There, 
you're not gonna you're not gonna see much difference. But they're still gonna have a number there. It's still gonna make Elitis like Delta and not want to play with uh, a champion one versus a champion five. Mm, because of a two percent crit increase. It, it, then you might exactly. not even be able to see the champion level of people. You're going to know. There's always some way to know. Their hit points, I mean, what gear they're wearing. There's in a million different identifiers. You guys know it as well as I do. Yeah. Are, are there nice people in MMOs? Yes. But 99% of the time, if it's not advancing my character, I'm not going to help another person. A random person. I'll help a guildie. I'll walk through people and go through 100 deaths if that person's willing to go through it with me and get better. But... I mean, at some point, it just gets annoying versus being fun. I'd rather go pick flowers and actually know I'm getting something accomplished than keep dying because someone can't learn the mechanics to a fight. I mean, I'm just being real with you here. Sure, no, and and there are people like that. Um, I'm the person who would help that poor VR one. I was going to say, what about uh, Java Hudat? What about her? She'd probably she'd probably help the people. Oh, she would help them. Hell yeah, she would. Me? Yeah. Hell no, I wouldn't. So, yeah. like... <laughs> so Deltio wouldn't, but there are oh. people who would probably go, and I'm still arguing with the fact of... <laughs> I know. just wouldn't, bro. I'm like, this yeah, is no. not Deltia training school. I have guides on all this stuff. I mean, at some point, if... If you're bad, you're bad. The whole reason I do my site and stuff is just try to help you get better. You can play the way you want to. And believe me, please do. It's a lot of fun. At some point, you know, if you're going to do the high-end stuff, you have to be good. And it's just taking the time and attention to try to self-improve. It's like everything. If you go out and golf, you're going to suck day one, right? But if you focus on it, learn from other people, and try to get better – you're going to be better at golf. You're going to maybe not be the best because your physical limitations or mental or whatever, but you can do some of it. This game is exceptionally hard. Every other game, dailies are just a time sink versus a uh, progression thing. This game's different. It's hard. You can't pug them. And it used to be in you know Star Wars, you could pug any daily, get through it in an hour, and it was just a time sink where you just had to go through the phases and almost never die, and you got your little reward at the end, and it was currency. I hated it. I hated it. This is drops. I love it. It's hard. I love it. Yeah, it's frustrating and miserable sometimes, but it only makes you a better player. So I love the way it is right now, and it's not easy. And I get frustrated, believe me. I just quit a group, actually, while we were talking about it over, you know, Pug Healer that couldn't do their job. Sorry. Okay. All right. Um, I think we've had a good discussion with this. Dungeon Finder consensus is it's broke. Hopefully they'll fix it soon. There needs to be more ways to get groups in this game other than the guild system. Otherwise, people aren't going to play these dungeons. And especially if there's no there's no soft entry point. When the boss in Banished Cells has more... The, the, the third boss in Banished Cells and then I think the second boss in Spindle Clutch is harder than the Dragonstar Arena Final Flight. Think about that. Mm-hmm. I mean, at what point is a daily ridiculous versus... Now, I can beat it. I can farm it. I can go get all these helms. I can't. Most people can't. They don't have ridiculous geared out characters or have a million hours like I do to play this game. So I can stick up for both sides. We're... Tone it down. I mean, people want to do this daily as an experience, but they shouldn't have to be a super high-end, end-all, be-all sork to get it done, you know? So... Mm -hmm. There has to be a balance. Like maybe turn it off so you get less of the gear chance or something. But I feel for those people that, you know, the third boss in Banished Cells can one-shot you at 3,000 health. (laughs) Come on. That's impressive. 
Um, before we move on to the next section, I did want to say this. Uh, Ray62 in chat says he brought a friend into a pub and he got insulted, which sucks because people in, you know, there's always those D-holes. Um, but if you can't find people to practice with, you can't get better. There's a big difference between reading a guide and performing. See, this is where one of the things that I liked about the the poster thing with the, the, the party finder where you can say looking for a group, you can say, I'm learning, I need people to help. And there are people. You know, I would like, help that person. You know, yeah, but then if you at least have, I, I'm still in favor of that poster board as an alternate advancement where you can put up saying, I'm this level, I'm looking for this dungeon, never done it before, I could use some help. Um, perfect example of this was even in Final Fantasy because we had left for a while and we came back. All, everyone was progressed way past, so they were all Delta, essentially. I just came back to the game, and it was so hard to find the earlier raids that I needed to get into the other raids because no one was doing them anymore, and the people who were doing them were like, you better have clear or you're not going. It's like, well, I just can't. How am I going to get a clear if no one will take me? Yes, it's yeah. my fault for coming back to the game three months after the content's old and almost everyone has a clear, but I don't yet. That party finder saved me multiple times because I literally wrote up, they're starting a whatever party for this dungeon. It's a learning party. Well, and Ray brings up a good point. I don't want to seem like an arrogant dick, so I'm sorry about that if I did. Um, and to his point, reading a guide and performing it is a lot different, and I understand that. I mean, some people just aren't inherently good at games. And I, it's frustrating. The reason I get so fired up about it is I want people to experience the stuff like I do. And then get the kick out of, like, screaming, peeing my pants excited about getting a drop. You know, this game has that, and I just feel bad for the people that don't have that good guild. And to your point, I'm in the same boat of you as you right now, uh, being with Entropy Rising as you were with Final Fantasy. You know, I have not had a group of 12 people to put me through trials. The first time I ran trials, I got a 10 minute and 55 second um, stupid uh, hell rock. That's all like one of the best times in the world. I had no idea what I was doing. They just told me to go over here and do this. Um, so they're all, we're all doing Sanctum Ophidia at the very last trial, including myself, and I had never even cleared AA. Do you know what I mean? So I'm at that barrier too, where everyone's like, oh, this is AA, this is crap, I know it all. I'm like, can we run it for me, guys? I don't even have, I don't even have a guild that will do it. Absolutely. So thankfully, and I think we're, Racing brings up another good point. It belongs to a guild that has, you know, a really good experience in doing that. And it's hard. There's a lot of good guilds out here, but it makes or break the game's experience. It really mm -hmm. does. It really makes and I, I found what I wanted to belong with was just kind of people that are on the progression base. And there's other guilds like Akatosh, ESOTR Akatosh. They're really good like Java Who helping people get better. I don't have the patience for that necessarily to like do it over and over so that's kind of why i put out guides so that way you know people can see it but i guess the whole long rant is i don't want to be an arrogant dick and say oh you can do what i can do because there's people that are better than me believe me but i'm going to learn from them <laughs> and i'm going to teach everyone else how what they're doing and why and how it's effective so that's my point on that okay all right well we'll wrap this section up here real quick uh Thais, you had a closing thought on this do you, or do you want me just? Oh no, I could, I could rant. 
about this for a long time. One of our so, Khajiit found him out. Yeah, the, the, the catnip toy. Yep, that's what I was laughing about, oh, actually. Okay. <laughs> so I'm just going to stop here. I have no final thoughts. Okay. Okay. Come on, Khajiit. We're doing a show over here. Stop it. Ah, never mind. He's not listening. All right, let's go ahead and move on to the next section of our discussion topic. Do you want me to go take the toy away? Yes. Okay. Go, go take the toy away. And, Delty, I know we wanted to talk about the second part of our discussion topic, which was gear and um, level okay. drops. Let's Perfect. Oh, so this kind of brings up the, no- the next thing, which is that, you know, you scale, um, what is it, down to the, per- the, the group leader instead of scaling up. I wish gear scaled, I don't know how, I don't know how to say this, but. There should be a scaling thing based on your level. Everyone is scaled to a certain level. So if you were a VR1, you would scale to a VR14 version hypothetically of yourself. That would be hit points. That would be magic. And keep in mind, this would be very hard to get right. So that way that you could group with your VR1 buddy as a VR14 and still get the same drops still get the same quality items that you wanted. There would be no disincentive because that VR1 would get drops for VR1 and they wouldn't be very, very underpowered because they would have all those things like a VR14 would. They'd have the same health, the same damage. It would just scale up essentially. Star Wars tried doing this, kind of screwed it up, especially in the PvP realm and it was exploited to death. But I think their original principle was on to something. Whereas... Here, you're, you're scaled down, so you can do one of two things. You can cheese it, get a VR1 to go in, scale the dungeon, then you and your VR14 buddies run in and get all the achievements. Or you scale it up to the loot that you want to get at VR14, which mostly it scales to 12. And then guess what happens that way? Why would I bring a VR1 in there? They're not going to even get gear that they can use for another 12 VR, VR levels, right? So they need to have something where the gear scales too. Um, and some incentive to bring other players in that can experience this, not just endgame people. Sure. And, and can I, I want to throw this in here. I almost feel like this entire dungeon scaling, which it was a good idea in general, and I'm not saying anything bad against Zoss, but I almost feel like this was a Band-Aid lazy attempt. And I will say it's because similar to how we talked about when people were complaining about VR 14, like why are they raising the VR rank? Well, maybe they had planned on it before this happened. Like I almost feel like this dungeon finder was designed before all of this came in. And now they're like with it being broken with the dungeon scaling, which they wanted to have for the older content and the pledges, which they had planned already, but they know in the back of their minds, VR ranks are going away. Once they're away, no one's going to remember this. Everyone will be the same level. The gear will be the same level. You know, like, do you, I just feel like this almost is a... Like, they're sitting back and weathering the storm, if you will, because they're like, guys, we know it sucks now, but VR ranks are going away in X months or X weeks or however far away that the next phase where they remove veteran ranks are. Am I off base here or... I mean, what they'd have to, they'd have to totally redo it. And with their openness and honesty, I don't see why they wouldn't have told us that. Okay. You know what I mean? I mean, like, because the dungeon system, the, even the interface is sloppy. 
you know, it's just not intuitive to pull that up and just click one little button. It's sloppy. It's not easy to find the thing. There, there's things you can queue up for for world. Like, who queues up for open world Kragorn? Hmm. Right? Sure. Have you have you seen that in the interface? It's like, what's the purpose of that? Clean it up. Make it show. So, you know, I'm veteran rank X. I'm looking for this. And make it more intuitive. Less choices sometimes are better, actually. Because it's more simple, it's easy to get into. Yeah. Um, well, and then not- from a marketing point of view, as you say, when something's too busy, people tend to get confused with it and move yeah, off. Turn it off, and make it make it just intuitive, easy to jump into, and not so complex where I have to scroll through fifteen things to click whatever you know. Sure. And give incentives for using the group finder. Maybe it's an extra drop. Maybe it's a little mm-hmm. bit extra gold. Um, you know, other you know? games have done that with duty finders, where your first duty you run by yourself or with a group, or if it's completely random, uh, WoW did bonus experience. They did something called luck of the draw, where if you were in a completely random group or however many people you didn't know, you got a damage, healing, and health bonus to make it easier in case the people sucked. <laughs> you know what I mean? That was what they did. Or... Uh, for instance, uh, Rift in Final Fantasy, if I remember correctly, when you did the Dungeon Finders, if it was a random group, you got bonus loot. Like, you got a chest at the end of the dungeon that had extra gold in it, sometimes a rare item. You, you know, they incentivize using it to get people out there. That's a good idea. You know, to make it so, you know, like, originally, if you were doing with the guild, you couldn't queue via Dungeon Finder. You didn't get the bonuses because you knew everyone. But then again, you had the benefit of being able to go, I know everyone, I I know I'll get this down in a certain amount of time. But when you went into a dungeon finder to get that bonus reward, they're like, here, we'll give you this if you finish it with these random people that you don't know. They may be Terabads or, you know, they may be well, good. And, you know, look at my experience. Like yesterday, I ran Crypto Hearts five times. I healed it and... We got it down to running it in 20 minutes. We almost got the no death achievement. Got guy died once at the very end, but we were with a ridiculous stout group where everyone knew their job. We didn't even talk, and we just mowed through everything. Sure. I get on the day, bring someone who you know maybe hasn't experienced it very much. It took an hour. We didn't get past the third boss and died over and over. Mm-hmm. Um, so what am I more likely to do? I'm not queuing again. I'm not running a pug again, right? Yeah. There has to be an incentive to pug and teach people. And, and eventually people will figure out the fights and learn, but there's no gap to get there. That's okay. the problem. There's no, there's no incentive for people to try. There's no closing of the gap to help people learn the fights. And that's what I felt the way it was, was trials was like, that everyone was doing it. But, you know, it was hard to get in a group at the time of day that I was playing. And that's why I never really did it. And I didn't like the content either, but eventually I found a guild willing to take me in there and stuff, but there needs to be a gap closer where it's intuitive and easy to get in and people don't feel like they're getting crapped on for not being powerful. Okay. Awesome. Uh, anything else we want to talk about in the discussion before we move on? Yes. Okay. I got to rant and rave about this damn game. I mean, you know, I, I complain about a lot of things, but my God, is this game an absolute riot? I, the gear in this game is just phenomenal. The The gear meets the challenge head on. Veteran Dragonstar Arena drops uh, master weapons. It's a, it's a reason and an incentive to spend 30 hours trying to beat this stupid thing. Um, you know, the crafting is actually pretty good because the crafting sets 
actually do pretty good comparatively to the drop sets. So almost everyone wears some crafted sets. So there's a reason for crafting gear. Um, and then the two-piece bonuses, if you guys haven't seen them, check out my website. I got every single one of video of them, every single one now. They are absolutely phenomenal. They, they went to extraordinary lengths to make it worth doing dungeons over and over. And, you know, they drop at different random traits and stuff like that. So you're going to have to go back and do a lot of these dungeons over and over and over. The whole system, it has a lot of tweaking to do. It really does. But I couldn't be happier with the content right now in the game. I really couldn't. I think it's just awesome. I, you know, Dragon Age Inquisition's out right now. A lot of people are playing that because it kind of fits the same sort of fantasy um, land here that we do. But this is Elder Scrolls with friends. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're talking about what I've always wanted. I can't stop ranting or raving about how great I think this game is right now. That you said a thought? Oh, yes, I do. I only wear crafted gear. As of right now, I only wear crafted gear as well because it's hard for me to find the sets that I need that are my level, albeit at higher levels. Like, I was talking with Delty a little bit. I already planned out my set for VR14, like what my ultimate set would be. Well, you're just... Wow, really? Yeah, I did. Oh, my god. Yeah. That's the slot, baby. That's uh, we were we were we were talking this morning. Me and you yeah. were talking about it. Going, we were going over gear sets. I said, for the type of play that I want to do, this is my gear set. And he looked at us like, oh, okay. Oh, well, for me, I would switch these out because this is what I want to use. Because we were talking about our Templars. It's part of the fun. Yeah. Um, and no, I no, I will no, say no. this because and I'll echo this because uh, Delty already heard it, but I said it on the podcast. What was one of the things that was so cool about legendary weapons in Warcraft? That you had to fight to get them. Yeah, they were difficult. Okay. Is that the only thing to you? That they were unique. Mm-hmm. And they often did unique things that, like, other weapons were essentially stat sticks. Or items were stat sticks. In, er in other terms, they, they only carried stats. Legendary items in those games did unique things, you know, that made them cooler. Like, oh, yeah, it's got stats on it, but it also does this. And made it really cool. They started to like that's what I like about the dungeon sets in the game and those master weapons. They have stats like the other stuff, but the set bonuses and things like that do different things. What was fun about uh, the new crafted or not new the new tier gear anytime you got into a new raid expansion in WoW? What does it do? What does my two and four set do? They started adding gear like that that's fun to get that does fun things. It's not just a helm with seven stamina on it and fits into my crafted set. It's, you know, does this. And then sometimes when I'm doing something else, we'll do this other cool thing, you know, that make me stick out a little bit more that I can't do with my character. Other stuff, it all seems to benefit your character passively. This has more of an active benefit, if you know what I mean. Even the set bonuses currently only affect your stats passively, like Hunding's Rage, Stamina, Weapon Crit, and even the five set bonus does, like, just adds weapon damage. Um, some of the other ones have, like, little knockback effects, but these other ones do fun things, like the Meteor set. Whenever you do dots, it summons meteors from the sky. The chance and that's extra damage. It's just fun things to do that make you want to get the items. It's, it's tr transcendent. It's, mm -hmm. I mean, to have a visual proc like that is that impressive 
makes me want to run dungeons till I vomit. Like, till my eyes bleed and my fingers break. It's that freaking amazing to see these meteors drop. It's that fun. It is really... They have done such a good job with these, and they're not too overpowered, and they're not too underpowered. They nailed it. They nailed these. I like it. All right. Uh, do we have anything else we want to cover for this? Other than nope. our ranting on awesome gear. Well, it's awesome. That there's they're negative and good, good and positive. Last thing, there needs to be some way that other people can experience this that don't have a really good tight-knit guild. Uh, they're there, you have to cater somewhat to the casual. You can't just cater the 1%, like I've always said. There has to be something for the person that just wants to pick up, play it, do one dungeon for an hour, put it down. And right now, it's not there for that pe- those people. So, I don't know, Make it, I don't want it nerfed into the ground, but then again, do that, something. That's where that dungeon finder bonus would be kind of neat, that yeah. if you did a random dungeon finder, it boosted everyone's stats by... 5-10% just to make it easier because you're with random people. It would allow people to get in a dungeon finder, run it, and possibly down it with the bonus stats. It's it's a great idea. It really is. But they'll get it tuned out. I trust these developers. I really do. They're awesome. They're just, they really give a crap about the community. And they're going to get it right. Stick with it. Because I tell you what, it is phenomenal when you're in city of ash and that helm drops and you put it on everyone sees you with this big fire looking i mean we're screaming in team speak when we get this drop i mean it's that much fun it's so fun like they made it worth doing and like i got the head it's a heavy drop well crap i don't want that well i gotta go run city of ash 20 more times it's just so much fun. I, and the achievement system's starting to take hold now, especially with the Undaunted passives. They're getting really close to, be, to having a really nice synergy between gear and everything else. Nice. Yeah, I, I, I definitely like... I, I like the reward of going for stuff. And I do like the idea of... It's something that I would really like. Is One thing I always thought they did better in other games was when you were working on legendary items that... I like it when it starts from a drop. You get a drop, and then you have to do like an epic quest line to finish it off, like the Daedric quest in Skyrim. I would love for them to do that later on. But it, it has to be tight. It can't, it can't just be a quest you pick up, or maybe it has to. you have to get a drop from a specific dungeon or trial or something like that to complete it, even when you pick it up. I love the idea of legendary quests that take longer, that it, it's a long-term goal. You get the quest and go, okay, this is going to lead to an awesome reward. Let's keep going for it. Base, yeah, you look like you had something to say. I think one thing I was going to say was there's already legendary quality items. So what would they call it? Magnanimous or something? Well, that's semantics. We don't really care. Oh, I Artifact. Care. Uh, I yeah. see. Unfortunately, All semantics right. is something I care about. It, it doesn't matter. It could just be something like to us. It was the, they called them legendary in, in, in Warcraft, but that's because that's what they were. Because, but they technically have items like that are rare, hard to get, such as the veteran. Uh, Dragonstar Arena stuff, the master weapons. There you go, master anything. Just call it master, doesn't matter. Just something that I would like it to be a quest line, but still require drops, still require you to do significant work, maybe even have to get crafters involved in order to enhance it and make it mass, you know, an awesome thing. But people, as much as some people are like, oh, I hate gear treadmills. Love them. They're dumb. And I will say that because 
you know, some people, if you don't like gear treadmills, then what keeps you playing? I mean, gear treadmills really do going after the next carrot. Well, it's 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 life in a video game. I mean, yeah. every, like everyone hates money, right? How many times have you upgraded your PC? It's a carrot on a stick. Right. <laughs> After a few years, why, I need something new. Well, why do you work to get money? Why do you need money to get what you want? I mean, right? So mm-hmm. why do why do we do dailies? We do dailies to get the items we want. It's a fun way to spend time and feel like you're accomplishing something. And there's always a reason to keep coming back. That's the whole point of the whole gear treadmill. And this game does it better than anyone else because it's not the stupid currency system that I hate where you get X tokens and then you just have to buy the crap. I like the drops. I like being excited about it going, crap, I didn't get it. I have to go run it again. I like that. I agree. Token systems always bother me. I, I don't mind them as fillers, but they should never be top end. No, I hate it. it it's I like that whole you're waiting for a drop. The boss dies and you go, OK, going to loot him. Click. Hopefully oh I get some. Oh, my God. And you're freaking yeah. out, dude. Nothing beats that. I love it. I love it. I know that same feeling. All right. Let's go ahead and move on to our next section, which is our Tales of Tamriel. What we did in the Elder Scrolls Online this week and Deltia. Will you do the honors and go first? Sure. Um, so basically going over the Harvester build, and I spent a lot of time theory crafting the sucker. Um, so Excited. trying to make a Templar DPS that really can hang, and I think I really got one that can, and it's quite fun. I really like it with the bow, two-hander. I don't use a two-hander as my main source of damage like Ag wants to. I really use it more as an executability. It really synergizes well with the Templar um, because they don't have an inherent execute. So it's just a it's a match made in heaven, essentially. So I spent a lot of time mid-maxing and upgrading my gear. Test, I respect 10 times. 10 times at least, trying to find out the best morphs, the best combo, um, really just sitting out there killing mammoths until I'm blue in the face. I would be doing dueling face if you can hear me, but I can't. So that's really what I, I did a lot of is just practice the Templar and then went into dungeons and did that sort of thing. I had to heal a lot of them just because no one heals in this game. So I, I don't mind that. But the Templar, I was playing it, and I finally got to a point where I can do 900-plus damage sustained single target, which is just what my Nightblade does. And I really think that's a good spot for the Templar to pee. I love stamina in this game, stamina builds that work. And the Templar with Radiant Aura, not Repentance, has the ability to maintain stamina like no one else. And that's why I wanted to build and prove people wrong that Templar, and prove myself wrong, that Templars can be a top-notch DPS. And so I'm going to get that out tomorrow, probably in the afternoon, so people can start seeing it and doing it. I just had a fun blast with a Templar. It's a lot of fun. It has really a couple unique abilities. The downside is Nova is an ultra-powerful ultimate. It just takes a lot, a lot more ultimate to get it done whereas if it was something else it would be so much easier if they just allowed a little bit more cost reduction on nova at maybe 250 or something then i think the templar would be right up there with dps right i so wouldn't I, mind them even nerfing nova a little bit to bring the cost down so you could use it more often well i mean ner- nerf veil of blades if you're gonna nerf anything a yeah. 200 ultimate cost that 30 percent damage reduction I mean, really? For the entire party? 
I mean, that's that's more powerful than Dragonite Standard ten, tenfold because mm-hmm. everyone can get the damage reduction. And you want Templars in your group for that Nova, but it's just so costly that the only way to get it procking all that often is via healing because of the, you know, you can heal four people at all times. So with that being said, I tried to find a Templar build that I could do that I enjoyed, had fun with, but yet felt powerful. So I spent a lot of time theory crafting and a lot of my theory crafting is asking people who are better than me, what are they doing and why the why question is always the most important. Why do you use this? You know, and I've always gone with a repentance type build and that's my harvester is kind of based on it, but I'm going with rating aura now 80% stamina regeneration with the weapon cooldown potion, um, on my jewelry. You're talking about this thing is chugging potions, but I never run out of stamina. And I love stamina builds because they don't have to dedicate 20% of my bar to crit like I do with my magic stuff. And I don't have to use stupid spell stem every 10 seconds to get Magicka back like I do with my Magicka-based abilities. It's just more fun. And, I mean, how cool is it to run around and wield a big two-hander sword and cleave people's faces off and then a bow and snipe from a distance? I love I've been it. saying that since launch. <laughs> so, I'm just getting fed up playing with the magic stuff. I mean, yes, it's super powerful, but at some point, it's just not fun to do spell some every 10 seconds and just getting bored with it. So... I'm going to rock in the Templar for a while. I really feel that I can succeed on my Templar tanking, DPSing, or healing, which I can't say for everything else. So, uh, you know, we got enough DKs in the guild right now, so I try to want to experiment with the Templar. So, if your Templar DPS is a little lackluster and you're looking for stamina, I got the solution for you. And it's going to be the Radiant Harvester. Oh, I'm excited. I can't wait to see it. Doesn't that sound cool, though? It does. I like it. I like yeah. it a lot. That's what I've been doing a lot of. Nice. I'm, I'm excited. I really am excited to see this because when you sent me the tweet going, you know, I think Templar might be my main now. Here's my damage. I'm like, ah. I was like squealing. I'm like, I knew it. <laughs> it's great. I love it's Templar. A, it's a cool class. It really is. It's, it's not the most powerful, but, you know, sometimes the underdog gets its gets its day. Hey. The the best part about being not the most powerful class in the game is the only way to go is up. I'm not really fearing the nerf bat. <laughs> oh, Nightblades are going to get the nerf bat on Veil Blades. I mean, it's just it's too powerful. Not, I mean, it's just. Well, I mean, look at look what happened with vampires. They were so pow- they got nerfed. Well, we're, werewolves are going to get nerfed too. It's a little there's too much incentive for it. Yeah, but. I every time someone tells me, I say, yeah, grab werewolf. There's no thing, but please read patch notes because I feeling this will just get changed in yeah. a random patch. Like, oh, now you get you know if you're a werewolf, right now it's good, but don't expect it to last forever, and don't be angry when it changes because I can almost tell you right now it's going to change. But yeah, I, I mean, I really like the Templar. The animations are great. I really like every class in this game. I, I, what I find is interesting is that there's a good balance between the class abilities and then the outside abilities that everyone has access to. I hated it in Star Wars where I'd get in an arena where everyone was listed as DPS, but yet someone could heal. I thought that was BS. How can someone heal in an arena when they're listed as a DPS? It's just cheating. And this game, everyone can heal. Dragonites mm-hmm. can heal. Everyone can heal. I love that fact that I'm not stuck with one stupid role for the rest of eternity just because I rolled this class and, you know, I play them all. But I love right. that 
but there's enough uniqueness with each class to go, oh, that's a negate Sork, or oh, that's a Blazing Shield Templar. Oh, that's, you know, I, I really like that. It's just, I can't stop playing the game. I love it. Yeah, it's not like in some games where you play a class and you go, this class is a tank. This game is you pick a role and then you augment it with your class abilities. Like, you exactly. pick stuff. It's like, oh, I'm going to be a great sword wielder, but I'm going to augment it with my Templar abilities. Or I'm a great sword wielder. I'm going to augment it with my Nightblade abilities. Like, that's just, it adds a little flair and a little bit of something special to the classes. Yep. Don't look at me that way, face. She's looking at me. Give me dirty looks. About what? Being the underpower class that you um, I think she doesn't like the idea of being... If she's like, if I'm a sorcerer, I should have a staff and wear a dress. Yep, that's it. I don't know, sorks, dual-wield dual sorks? Oh, wow. That's what I do. I'm like, I play sork, I'm like, I feel like wearing heavy armor and having a sword and shield. No, I don't know why. I just no, do. <laughs> no, Oh, that's so gross. Like, it just makes me... I'm a lightning tank. Ugh. That's what I am. No! Well, our... And to be rising, the Tropos, he plays a lightning sork tank. That's just... And he does a hell of a good job at it, too. Mm, it hurts me on the inside. Well, I, I always looked at the classes as loose archetypes. If you weren't sure what you wanted to play... And then this is then how all the sure. Elder Scrolls... No, this is how all the Elder Scrolls <laughs> games were. Even when they gave classes in the earlier ones, they're like, here. if you're not sure what you want to do... Here's several archetypes, which all we're going to do is kind of give you some skills that, you know, build this class. But you can go any way you want with it. That's kind of how this game was, where it's like, I'm not really sure what I want to do. Well, here are four classes that this one kind of geared towards tanking, or, you know, tanking. This one's kind of geared towards the rogi. This one's sort of geared towards magic casting. And this one's kind of geared towards healing. But feel free to use them however you want. And they have ways of doing it however you want, which is what I love. And then if, if you don't have that role or it's not really that beneficial for you, you can augment it with outside abilities, mm -hmm. whether it's PVP abilities, guild skill lines or whatever. There's a really way the game is starting to get to the point where you can play the way you want and be somewhat successful. Just wait till so, the Thieves Guild and Dark Brotherhood comes out. Then you can augment your classes even further with those abilities. I just but, don't want them to change the skills too much and get too carried away with it. They screw it up. But you, you know. see, a, an assassin sorcerer would, would, like, that works. Like, it works, because I'm still wearing the dress, I'm still wearing the staff. I can just, I just murder people for hire. But a Nightblade should not be a healer. That is just sickening to me. <laughs> just, ugh, terrible. Okay. Okay. Anything else, Delta, before we move on uh, and we talk about our game? Well, I did get a few generous donations. I don't know if the guildies want me to say who they are, but I was leveling some crafting. I needed some help, and they sent me tons of mats because, you know, as a mid-maxer, I need to level up my alchemy passive to get massive damage via the potions and then some tempering alloys, all sorts of stuff. So for those who, like, sent me stuff, I, I really appreciate that. I mean, you guys have no idea how much that helps. Um, trying to get these builds really optimized for you when you play them so thanks a lot excellent yeah we have a, a great community as a whole I'll, I'll even say this before we get talking there's a few people in our in our community uh guilds and stuff like that uh lord obi for one fantastic guy yeah. i love him to death I make a bunch of armor for him, so what does he do he sends me crafting mats he's like i don't do crafting i don't care here you take them and then just make me stuff and honestly i love him but he gives me more than what I spend on making him new armor. So he needs to 
level up his EP character some more so I can make him more armor because I feel bad at this point. Uh-oh, uh, EP, Obi, don't be going, don't be switching sides on me, Obi. <laughs> You're moving away from the Mountain Dew Booger Eaters. That's what's happening. Oh. That's right. Yeah, I said it. Um, and, of course, Ridge, he's been fantastic in the guild. He's been helping me with my Dwemer growing. He's like, anytime I miss him, he's like, what are you, you and Thay's missing? I'm like, well, kind of missing this motif yet. He trade motifs, sends motifs to us. Here, I know you don't need that. He's fantastic. Love it. So, all right. Ray62 in chat said that they have a Nightblade healer. And, I, and it made me die a little on the inside you, just to picture that. I'm now, from now on, every time I make a class, like, I, for like my alts, because I've been leveling my, my, uh, my, my mule alts just for when I feel like doing something. I am now intentionally going to pick something. Like, I have a Dragonite, it's going to be a healer. I, I have a, uh, a sorcerer, I think I'm going to make it a tank. I'm just going to pick the most off-the-wall stuff just so that when you see me playing it, you're like, what are you doing? Ah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a stealthy Templar. <laughs> I hope you become a healer because I feel really, really bad for anybody in your party because you're never going to clear anything. I feel, well, you really want to call Kettle, you know, black here? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Little Miss, my, my not blind, even the... My blind healing works pretty well. How many times did we wipe on those spiders? <laughs> about five. But then Are we you it. sure? <laughs> it's about five. We all know your math's not that great. You really want to... It, it you could have go... been 20. I don't know. It I don't count probably very Probably well. closer five, to 20. 20. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, we got it recorded on a live stream. We can go back and count. We might have to go back and count All right, we're going to do that. see how many it is. All right, well. But even my blind healing is definitely better than your paying attention healing. Your toes are so cold. Can you not no, touch me I'm with I'm going to touch you with my toes. <laughs> Keep talking about my healing. See how, see it's, you. Oh, my gosh, your healing is horrible. Stop <laughs> touching me with your gross toes. Oh, whoa. Yeah, this is the type of love that I get. No, he, he can touch me with any other phalange that he wants, but his toes <laughs> oh, are on no oh. Family show. Phalange now. Phalange. Okay. It means fingers. All right. Well, <laughs> um, talk about character changes. What have you been doing? I haven't changed a thing. I still have a sparky paw. Haven't you leveled? I, okay, I leveled. All right, that's a character change. Oh, I leveled once. To what? Uh, I'm not sure. Probably VR5. Yeah, that one. All right. Okay, cool. Excellent. Awesome. Woohoo. Other than that, I haven't Why don't you anything. come do a spell scar grind with me, and then you'll get leveled. Do a what? Spell scar grind. I don't know what that is. Well, I can show you. What is it? It's where we go and kill mobs for experience. Lots of it. Oh. Sure. All right. Okay. We'll do that after. Or, 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 as I stated before, when you want to farm for your dwemer No, 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 no. No, I'm not doing it on your character because then you get all the money. I'm well, then, then you can have the money. No. You can have the money. You can have the motifs. You can have it all. Just play on my tune so I get some experience while you're farming. Because I can't do it. I just, I can't, I can't do it. Okay. It's not maple stir. I can't grind for hours. Yeah, I don't even want to hear it. One button just. <laughs> meh, meh, meh. <laughs> no. 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 All right. Um, character changes, of course, for myself, nothing really. Um, hit VR6, which is awesome. Um, you hit VR6? Yeah. In when? the dungeon that we ran. 
Why are you looking at me like that? I'm VR6. It's scary when we have dead air. I, I think I need to beat you with something. At the <laughs> you end of the said show. I could play because you weren't feeling good. You no, know, that is true. I did say you could play, but I did not say you could just game. No, no. Well, then what am I doing? Then I just log in and just stand no, there. No. Is that all I'm allowed to <laughs> no. do now? You can you can do it on my turn. <laughs> oh. So you're still online and farming, but you're getting me experience while I'm laying in bed sick with your child. No. <laughs> Yeah, this isn't this isn't what we signed up for. Uh-huh. All right. Well, we did do some more exploring within Rivenspire this week, and a lot of it was um, we did. Let's see, we did like three or four world bosses as well as a couple delves. Like we did the Orc Fingers ruins, which I can't really remember that one too much. I don't remember what that one was. Do you remember that one? I don't think that wasn't the one you were. That you wanted to talk about later. No, the one that I enjoyed was Hildunes. Yeah. Um, but we did do East Rock Landing and Siren's Cove, which were both world bosses. And then, of course, we did Hildunes' Secret Refuge. Siren's Cove I particularly enjoyed because this Siren boss oh. looked really, really cool. She looked like one of the, what, Nirads or whatever they are? I think they you see them at, what dungeon was it? It's the one in... Shadowfen, they're like the water spirits. That's what she was. But she just looked really cool, though. I I, I stood there for quite a while while Ag was attack was attacking, just staring at her. That seems hoping to be that Ag would die, but he didn't. It's because I play Templar. Oh, so that means you died like six times, and I just didn't notice. Hmm. Uh huh. No. Uh huh. No. But that was fun, and then Hildun's secret refuge was particularly fun for me. Because of the story that happened in it, and you you pick up all these little these these little notes throughout going through this little delve or whatever it was, and it's talking about how this married woman just goes out at night and she sees this this strange person and she's just so infatuated with this with this creature, and he kind of like he like like sparkles in the moonlight and he's just so intriguing and she falls in love with him and she's talking about how her husband is a is a boring predictable man <laughs> like someone else's husband I know and she falls in love with him and throughout the cave you just find more more notes but how their their relationship is is blossoming and with the very last one you find out that you know he professes his undying love for her and that he turns out to be a vampire and, and she goes you know I think I always knew and he asks her you know I want to spend eternity with you would you want to join me in this curse slash wonderful eter eternal existence and in the note she goes, without even thinking, without hesitating, without even the thought of my husband on my mind, I said yes. And it was just, it was so sweet. And then we killed the cheating whore. That, yep, then, <laughs> then we killed them. <laughs> yep, without any remorse. And, and we, we stripped their dead bodies of all their gear. Absolutely. Uh-huh, because that's how you get gear, apparently. And mm -hmm. you search their weirdly deep, you know, butt cracks for items <laughs> that they have stored there. I let you handle that part. Yeah. Apparently, I enjoy doing that. <laughs> uh -huh. yep. Nice. All right. Um, 
the last bit of things we actually did is the West Wind Lighthouse. Uh, we're moving towards North Point, which we're getting close to the end of Rivenspire, but we haven't actually entered North Point yet. We were doing a bunch of quests to try to get into it. And we were exploring to the west of it, and we found uh, the Barefoot Breton. He cracked me up. He is drunk off his bum, going how he was attacked by a hag raven who wanted his manly charms, as he said. But she must have stole the hammer, and uh, then we're like, well, what happened to your shoes? She's like, my shoes are missing? She must have taken those as well. If you listen to this guy talking, there is nothing attractive about him. Even his voice is an ear sore. Really? Yeah, yeah. Is that all you were going to say? Yeah, that's it. I just okay. wanted to mention that he even sounded atrocious. It's funny, because then when we go to finish, move up towards the end of the quest, we run into his wife, and she's like, is my drunk husband, you know, out there again? And you're like, yeah, you don't look like a harpy. She's like, of course I don't look like a harpy. Hagrid. Or Hagraven, whatever. Um, something with feathers and it's ugly. Um, and... <laughs> It was so funny. She's like, can you just go help him and find his shoes in the mace? Because it's like a family heirloom. So we go back and we, we get all that. And it's funny because he comes back. He's all drunk still. And she's like, hey, honey. I see you found the mace. Oh, yes. A terrible hag raven tried to steal it from me. One of the best parts of talking to him throughout the quest is you keep asking him about his shoes. And after you ask him about four or five times, he goes, What is your obsession with my footwear? Why do you keep asking? <laughs> well, it's funny is when you hand him the shoes, he's like, These aren't my shoes. My shoes were higher and had buckles. Many more buckles. So he gives them to you as a reward. It was hilarious. I love the drunk character animations he had because he really didn't look drunk. Mm -hmm. It was great. So that kind of ended our main questing. We're kind of poised to enter North Point at the at the moment. And uh, from chat room, I noticed that not a demo was talking about he's on a break from ESO, haven't played in two months. Uh, they did do a lot with the character animations for facial animations in 1.5. The uh, face effects that they implemented are pretty awesome. Like, it's really good now. So you should uh, definitely check it out. And Obi, want to know any word on when Update 6 is going to hit the PTS? Well, they're going to be talking about Update 6 next week with the road ahead so i imagine it will hit the pts probably late next week early the following so it'd be second week in december i would guess the final thing we did is we had a little stream event on saturday where uh, some people came out to watch us do veteran spindle clutch with kipster and arkaneer and face of course and we it, we it went pretty well up until that second boss in which i think they just decided not to heal anymore no, no, I was, I was healing. I was just not watching where I was healing. There were way too many spiders for me to pay attention to who was dying. What was really funny is that was the only boss we wiped on. Everything else we just steamrolled. That one we wiped like 20 times. Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay. Wasn't my fault. Really? It was the spider's fault. Okay. Yep. I used Sparky Paul though. He worked really well. Oh, Sparky Paul? Yep. I see. You don't change any of your... You know, maybe a negate would have been nice and helpful there. 
mean, that's probably the one time it, it would have worked well. <laughs> it probably would have been great to drop one of those 30 spiders. See, someone could have told me that and I would have changed out that skill. Where was Kipster's help then? Oh, Kip, she's <laughs> calling you out, man. <laughs> calling you out. Ouch. <laughs> Well, at least I know Ren and Kip will always come with me, but maybe you won't be invited to future dungeons. I don't know. I, I have to be invited because we are we're we're a team here. You're you're the horrible Templar, and I'm the blind horrible healer, healer apparently. <laughs> the blind healer. I see. Mm -hmm. Um. All right. So, the last thing we did before we end the stream is we went into City of Ash because I didn't actually know that there was a minimum level cap on dungeons. I thought they all scale. Well, apparently they don't. Veteran City of Ash is a VR-14 dungeon and only a VR-14 dungeon. So we went in there with a VR-4 tank, a VR-5 healer, a VR-6 Templar, that's me, and a VR-14 night, uh, Nightblade, which was Kipster. We actually managed to down the first boss in City of Ash. We wiped less on that boss than we did on the spiders. <laughs> yeah, we did. We only wiped like three or four times till we got it. Yep. Um... We didn't. We couldn't make it past the second boss, though. There was just way too many ads, and there was a lot of fire. So. All right. So, but that was our week in game. I thought it was pretty cool. I want to get back into the game some more. Like right now, I'm sitting here going, "Why am I not playing?" Um, so let's go ahead and move on to our next section, which is the dramatic reading. This week, we're starting a new series of books from the Elder Scrolls Online. This series of books that we picked is simply called literature. That's what I picked. This series of books contains 10 volumes, including 16 Accords of Madness, volume 6. Okay. Yeah, Seven. V. No, V.I. is oh, six. Oh, 6. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Six. I know my Roman numerals. Crown and Raven, the three short fables, Myths of Sheogorath, volume 1, and Myths of Sheogorath, volume 2, The Homilies of Blessed Amalexia, um, The Legendary Scourge, the Lusty Argonian Maid, Volume 1. The Lusty Argonian Maid, Volume 2. We may have to edit those for this show. I don't even know. We'll have to mark it as a mature show for those two. The Red Book of Riddles, and finally, Wabajack. So it should be some good stuff. This week, we start off this series of books with 16 Accords of Madness, Volume 6. Thais, take it away. Hercene's Tale. Ever proud and boastful, Oblivion's mad prince stood one fifth day of mid-year among the frigid peaks of Skyrim, and beckoned forth her scene for parley. The huntsman god materialized, for this was his day, and the boldness of Sheogorath intrigued him. Rye without equal, Sheogorath holds in his realm giggling loons, flamboyant altiers, and craven mutilators. The man-prince will ply profitless bargains and promote senseless bloodshed for nothing more than the joy of another's confusion, tragedy, or rage. So it was that Sheogorath had set a stage on which to play himself as rival to Hercene. Without haste, the coy prince proffered his contest. Each prince was to groom a beast to meet at this place again, three years to the hour, and do fatal battle. Expressionless behind his fearsome countenance, Hercene agreed, and with naught but a dusting of snow in the drift, the princes were gone to their realms. 
confident, but knowing she had Gorath for a trickster, her scene secretly bred an abomination in his hidden realm. An ancient Daedroth he summoned, and imbued it with the foul curse of lycanthropy. Of pitch heart and jagged fang, the unspeakable horror had no peer, even among the great hunters of Hercene's sphere. In the third year, on the given day, Hercene returned, where Sheagorath leaned cross-legged on a stone, whistling with idle patience. The prince of the hunt struck his spear to the ground, bringing forth his unnatural snarling behemoth. Doffing his cap, sly as ever, Sheagorath stood and stepped aside to reveal a tiny, colorful bird perched atop the stone. Demurely it chirped in the bristling gusts, scarcely audible. In a twisted, springing heap, the Daedroth was upon the stone, leaving only rubble where the boulder had been. Thinking itself victorious, the monster's bloodied maw curled into a mock grin when a subdued song drifted in the crisp air. The tiny bird lightly hopped along the snout of the furious Daedroth. Shiagoroth looked on, quietly mirthful, as the diminutive creature picked at a bit of ditreous cotton scales betwixt the fiery eyes of the larger beast. With howling fury, the were-thing blinded itself, trying to pluck away the nuisance. And so it continued for hours, her scene looking on in shame while his finest beast gradually destroyed itself in pursuit of the seemingly oblivious bird, all the while chirping a mournful tune to the lonesome range. Livid but beaten, Hercene burned the ragged corpse and withdrew to his realm, swearing in forgotten tongues. His curses still hang in those peaks, and no wayfarer tarries for fear of his wrathful aspect in those obscured heights. Turning on his heel, Sheagorath beckoned the minuscule songbird to perch atop his shoulder and strolled down the mountain, making for the warm breezes and vibrant sunsets of the Abyssian coast, whistling in tune with the tiniest champion in Tamriel. I love Sheogorath. He's so hilarious. Mm -hmm. Alright, awesome. <sighs> He's gotta be one of my favorite Daedric Princes. I love talking to him during the guild, the Mage's Guild quest line. I just love listening to him. Other, my favorite NPC in Skyrim was uh, Septimus. You don't remember Septimus? Mm -mm. He's kind of the crazy scholar up in the up in the north when he, he's trying <gasps> oh, to. Oh, Septimus in the, knows in the cube. Yep. Yeah, I love talking to him just because he's crazy. Well, Shea Goroth was fun in Skyrim. Mm -hmm. The Wabajack quest. Oh yeah. In in the realm where it does not make any sense, what's going on? Yeah. Fish sticks. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, he's so great cheesemongers hollow mm -hmm. he's funny even in in uh, in ESO oh yeah mm -hmm. calling uh, Shalador Shelly mm -hmm. oh Shelly <laughs> <laughs> alright we're going to move on to our next section which is the guild corner Deltia do you have anything you'd like to plug here um just that 
No, I'm kind of more so going with Entropy Rising since they're kind of leading and being more organized. And they are taking applications for people. If you're looking for kind of a hardcore experience that, you know, is focused on progression, check out their site, camrealfoundry.com slash Entropy Rising, I think, is their um, guild section. So really, that's kind of what the focus is right now. Um, so if you're looking for something like that and want to join me, got a great group of people, really experienced and really good at uh, helping you progress. So... Maybe think about that. Uh, they are AD only, just so you know. Oh, uh, well, yeah. <laughs> you got to make sure you mention that stuff. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I thought I just figure everyone's, you know, cool. <laughs> everyone's AD. There's no, uh, no, no one else plays this game. Mm. Oh, stop. Gross. You're gross. You're gross. You're grosser. All right, You're ladies, the grossest. Stop it. Stop it. I'll, I'll send you both to your individual corners. I like my corner. Yeah, I bet you do. <laughs> I do. All right. If anyone's interested in joining the Friends and Family Guild of Tales of Tamriel podcast, you can contact the Jealous in Game, A G G E L O S, or at Tear Eater, T E A R E A T E R in Game for an invite. Guild's a fun place to hang out uh, with other fans of the show. You can meet and mingle with the host of Tales of Tamriel. And every once in a while, we like to go out and do some events. You can always just, you know, ask us what we're doing or come out and stalk us. That's always fun. Or make fun troll ag as a two hander Templar. Oh, that's okay. I'm fine with this. Can't even hurt my feelings. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, a good friend of the show, Kipster, has his own uh, PvE progression guild called the Dragon Guard, currently accepting any VR-ranked character with serious intention towards endgame PvE content. If you're interested, you can contact Kipster in game. That's K-Y-P-S-T-E-R to apply. Um, this is an Ebonheart packed only guild. Boo. So, yeah. Blood for the Pact or GTFO. That should be our... That's the slogan. <laughs> there we go. All right, moving on to our next section. I uh, only have one thing I want to say. It's a shout-out. Uh, shout-out to Leto Stormblade on the EU Mega Server. Strongblade. Strongblade, thank you. I glanced over that. EU Mega Server and his guild, the Swedish Legion. Uh, thanks for your comments on our two-handed weapon build from a Stelden on YouTube as well as um, for episode, what was it, 42? I think we talked about that a lot. Uh, and for outlining what it is that you use. So keep rocking that two-hander. He's my fellow Templar right there, rocking the two-hander. So there's at least one more of me out there on the yeah. Omega server. So there's going to be a couple more. There's going to be a couple more. Deltia, Deltia, he's, he's, I don't know, you might not like to but, say but it, but... but you can't Raiding Harvester. You can't really use Deltia as an example because he changes his main character. I don't care. Every for, hour. For, for me, he's an ag clone. For every right now, hour. he's an ag clone. Just every hour, that's generous. Every like ten minutes. <laughs> he's changed four times since you said it. <laughs> so there you go. There's your shout out, buddy. Thanks for uh, listening and uh, for commenting, man. Love it. All right, we're gonna move on to the final part of our show, which is our final thoughts. So, sad times, Stace. Tell us a little bit about your final thoughts for the show. Where they can find you both in and out of game. Go. Okay, uh, my final thoughts for the show. Great show. I really cannot wait for the provisioning update because for a while now, I have not even been collecting any mats. Because the only thing you get are berries and beans. That's it. You get nothing else. 
Cava beans and Concord grapes. Yeah, exactly. See, <laughs> that's it. And, it. and it makes me sad. I so got mud crab meat, too. That, to me, is, is like, I am so excited. Um, I can be found in-game at Tear Eater, T-E-A-R-E-A-T-E-R, and I can be found out of game on Twitter at TwitQueenThaeez. And Deltia, good sir, to let everyone know what your final thoughts are, where they can find you, etc. Well, where you can find me, um, Deltia's Gaming on Twitter, YouTube, and DeltiasGaming.com for the little site that I run and a couple other people uh, write for. So final thoughts, just really happy with the game. I mean, there's a lot of bugs still, a couple of things to get ironed out, but the content's starting to get there. It feels still fresh. I love the environment. The community's fantastic. Everything's not perfect, but I'm just in this game for the long haul and don't see it slowing down anytime soon. Can't wait for next week, a week after, kind of seeing what the road ahead is. This company's open and honest with us, so you know, let's just give them feedback what, whenever they release and what we like, what we don't like, and move forward. Excellent. Um, final thoughts for the show. Uh, definitely agree with Delta. This I love this game. As I was saying to him earlier, we were talking about other games and things of that nature and and just all sorts of random stuff and you know i was saying like you know there's a new single player game out there dragon age inquisition that has everyone for a little while and i'm looking i don't like dragon age but uh i'm looking forward to witcher because i love the witcher but even so it's just one thing i was saying none of those games even other mmos do not have what this game has for me like i think about this game constantly i just love even if i'm not doing anything i just wish i was in there walking around the desert because i'm in the desert right now picking flowers yeah. picking flowers i just love that i don't even have to be running anything i just like being in the game listening to the ambient noise the music the the npcs chatting back and forth i, I just love it and i i no other game can give this to me like i have not found another game that gives me this level of immersion, period. Except for maybe the single-player Elder Scrolls games. But even so, I only played in for a little bit. This one is its just a game that no matter what, like when Witcher 3 comes out, I'll be playing that. But uh, once I'm done playing that, I'll be right in here after about 100 hours. I'll be in here continuing my... What am I up to now? I think it's... Yeah, you'll be VR7 by then. Yeah, I'll probably be VR7 by then, which I don't think Witcher 3 comes out to like May of next year. But... And I'll yeah, still you'll, be you'll VR7. Be... It'll be VR7 by then. Yeah, it might be VR7 by then. So, definitely, I love this game so much. It's such a great game. Cannot wait for Road Ahead, Update 6. And um, if you wish to find me in-game, it's at the Jellos, A-G-G-E-L-O-S. Send me a friend request, chat with me. I'm friendly. I do talk to people. Um, a lot, apparently, as my wife over here mouths silently. Um... If you wish to find me out of game on Twitter, you can find me at Jellos underscore WOF. That's my personal Twitter. Is, is that where you pose like half naked with your shirt off? Is All that... the time. Okay. All the time. Doing the Red Guard dance. <laughs> I do like, yeah. Oh, wait, that's on my Vine account. Not my Vine account. Are you kidding me? Anyway, that's where you can find me. Check it out. I want to thank everyone for listening to the podcast. I want to thank the chat room, man. The chat room today was very active and awesome. Love it. Thank you guys for coming out. If you wish to help support the podcast, you can feel free to donate via the PayPal link on our website or tell a friend about us. That's the best way. 
If you wish to contact us with questions, comments, criticisms, the website for our show is talesoftamriel.com, or you can email the show at podcast at talesoftamriel.com. You can follow the show on Twitter at talesoftamriel, Facebook at facebook.com slash talesoftamrielpodcast. Also, feel free to rate and subscribe to us via iTunes. And if you missed the live show or want to catch up on past broadcasts, or just check out some of our YouTube-exclusive content, subscribe to us at youtube.com slash tales of tamriel thank you so much for listening and we hope you enjoyed this episode have a good night everybody